Alright folks, welcome to the Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Archie. You know you love it. You know you need it. <laughs> you definitely need more Archie in your life. I think everyone could use a little more Archie A little bit more of life. that red-headed boy. Everyone loves a redhead. Everyone loves a redhead. Um, so last, last episode, we talked about uh, little Archie and little Jinx. Some of the side characters, including the Blossoms, our good friend Moose Mason... And then we got into a weird bit at the end there where we started talking about morality of Archie. Yep, got off on a little bit of a tangent there. Don't worry, I'm sure it'll come up again. I'm sure it will. We have some uh, some good stuff on that later. But for now, we're going to kind of stick with the main plot. Um, so we have a few things today. Um, yeah. And if, if you don't mind, Megan, I'd love to start off with a segment I've come up with. Sounds great to me. Okay. Um, so this is uh, something that we've talked about our, our good friend Dilton Doily before. We love Dilton Doily, good friend of Moose Mason. Moose Mason, yep. And uh, Moose, or Marmaduke Mason, actually. I'm sorry, yes, we, Marmaduke we Mason. We discovered yes, uh, last let me, week. Let me also pop in with a quick corrections corner about Midge Clump. Yes. Uh, Midge McCoy is, in fact, someone I went to college with. Okay. So if you go looking her up, you'll probably come up with a bunch of random people. We Weirdly, go. she was a redhead, though. So. Oh. Would have fit right into the Archie character uh, family there. Yeah, definitely. She could have just slotted in as a cousin at I some point. I think more redheads than there are in the general population. Probably. I was actually thinking about this. Why do you think they chose to make Archie a redhead? And with such a specifically orange shade of red. That it, is actually yeah. common in people it, with red hair. That's true. I feel like men, especially when their hair is red, it's more of that kind of coppery, orange, orangey yeah. red. Yeah. Less of the uh, Cheryl Blossom fire truck red. <laughs> right, or the like deep auburn that you see mm -hmm. in more real life sometimes. Yeah. But anyway. But that was a weird segue off of <laughs> yes. your thing. Yeah, so I am here to talk and to you And you know, folks. let's talk about redheads more for like an hour. <laughs> yes, uh, please. No, Even sorry. though our episode is 40 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but I am here to talk to you about... Dilton Doily's fantabulous contrabulations. Yes. So Dilton Doily is wait, Riverdale's. Let me just say that Dilton Doily's. Wait, fabulous. Fantabulous. Fantabulous. Contrabulations. Contrabulations. Dilton Doily's fantabulous contrabulations. That's very good. Thank you. I thought about it for about maybe a minute. Yeah. And then I came up with it. Um, so Dilton Doily, he's Riverdale's resident scientist, inventor, genius. Mm -hmm. He's come Nerd. up with some, some wacky schemes over the years. A, a lot. He, he often, Working with every member of the gang. And most of Riverdale at some point or another. Mm -hmm. He often works for Mr. Lodge in some weird capacity. But he's also the weird dark force behind that Archie marries Betty and Veronica thing. Yeah, that's, he? <laughs> yeah I don't want to call We'll get that into canon. that later. That's a special right there. Yes, that'll um, be a, a whole episode on its own. Right. A, a lot of plot points, too, with Dilton Doily. Uh, is that he often tasks himself to solve other people's problems, whether they ask for that help or not. Yes. Usually it's unbidden. He, they just kind of say, like, man, I got this problem. And he's like, I can fix it with science. Cause he's but just... usually secretly, not to them. Yeah. Like, he's, he's often watching them from behind, like, a low brick wall or a right. bush. And he's got, like, some weird radio that he uses to talk for them uh -huh. sometimes. It's he He kind of... More often than not, they fail miserably, and they don't work at all, or they just somehow make it worse, which mm -hmm. is usually what it is. Yeah. Um, and so this this segment's just going to be in order to celebrate and condemn our fantabulous contrabulations from our <laughs> I've good friend. I've already forgotten it. So. Um, so I have a couple here. 
Um, and the one I'm going to start off with is the very good virtual reality machines. Now, he doesn't name them. He um, doesn't name them. He, he just said my virtual reality machines. So I came up because they are very good virtual very good, reality yeah. machines. Um, so it's one of the few contrabulations that actually seems to solve the problem without oh, making it worse. So that's, that's why I want to... Very rare, yeah. Very rare. I want to start with this to show the good and then we'll get into the bad. Mm -hmm. um, in short, the Arch and the Reg, they're getting steamed at each other at the beach. As they often I, are. Pretty much most comics, yeah. It's usually over some... I think uh, Reggie runs over Archie's blanket and gets sand in his face, so they start getting into a fight. Yeah, sounds about right. Or ruins a picnic or something. That usually Probably happens. walks on Betty's sandwiches. Probably, or, or a pie. There's usually yeah. a pie involved. Who doesn't bring a pie to the Betty, beach? Betty like, makes a lot of pies. And brings a lot of food to the beach. Often in a wicker picnic basket, which mm -hmm. Reggie ruined this. So Arch and Reg are getting pretty steamed. Yep. And Dilton just... heaved at each other. Yes, exactly. They're just T-O'd for real. Really cheesed off. Really cheesed, man. They have Brie up in there. <laughs> um, um, but Jughead suggests that they go visit Dilton for some reason. He's just like, Dilton can solve this problem. As he always does. <laughs> he can fix your anger towards each other, I guess. He's also a therapist. Yeah, I, he's just kind of like, if there's a problem in Riverdale, Dilton probably has something that they hope can solve it. Yeah. Um, so they go over to Dilton's lab, which I think is just his garage most of the yes. time. Um, and it's, there's always different inventions there. They never last for more than one issue, it mm -hmm. seems. Um, and they show up, and Dilton says he's going to put them in a virtual reality fight with each other. And so basically the rest oh, of the I comic is just them kicking the shit out of the virtual version of the other one yes. for ten rounds. And I'd also like to point out that while they're doing this, they're, hooked, they're standing in these like little circular platforms with barriers around them and they've got these goggles and like little handheld things to match their fists and uh -huh. then they just show Dilton and Jughead watching them beat up the virtual other one on the screen. It's pretty impressive that like he's not only he he's built virtual versions of both of them. He just had that he ready. just had ready to go. It's a little worrying. Yeah. Honestly. What that was he doing convincing with that? Enough that... <laughs> was he doing with that machine before they got there? Yeah. <laughs> he just stands in the middle and he's like, yes. He's just got his like virtual world version of Riverdale where he's built virtual replicants of everyone in the town. It's like Second Life, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like a virtual Riverdale reality Second specific Life. Second Life. And he just kind of flies around Riverdale, and he's a lot taller in <laughs> this one. Of course he's got God Mode turned <laughs> yeah, on. Of course. It's Rose Second Life, Bud man. Dollar <laughs> <Yeah. sign. laughs> um, but anyway, also while they're doing this whole thing, Reggie's in a Speedo and a t-shirt, and Archie's <laughs> in a polo shirt cool and swim wear. trunks. Um <laughs> Of course he wears a fucking polo shirt. Yeah. To the beach. Yep. Um, and then they leave, their aggression gone, with a new respect for each other for no real reason. Yeah, I, isn't it like, oh, he sure could take a beating. That's exactly it. Who I never knew he had... Did they not know it was virtual reality? <laughs> that's the thing. Did they think this, they were actually fighting each other? They just got so lost in the virtual yeah. reality. It's like when you're playing Oculus Rift and you're like, I'm actually dodging bullets right now. Yeah. You know, that's it's so real. Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, in comic world, the drawings of the little virtual ones looked exactly yeah, like the drawings. Yeah, it wasn't how do you art, draw, like, yeah. pixely, like, bad animation in yes. this Archie style? So there we go. There's what the... is it? Uncanny Valley in yeah. comic oh book God. world? 
That that's <laughs> the their bad eyes boy, are backwards. Betty Veronica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Oof. That's the uncanny valley of RJ. Yeah. But that's the very good virtual reality machines. That's a very, very rare example of his. Now isn't there like a twist at the end where like No. No. They just go back no, to the beach. Does, doesn't Jughead have one that's a giant burger or something? That's a different one, I think. That's a different There's, built and creates virtual reality. The only twist at the end is that they go back and they're back at the beach where Betty and Veronica were just chilling. <laughs> yeah, for probably hours. Ten rounds. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Ten rounds. Um, yeah. And <laughs> and they finished it exactly the same time, which is mm-hmm. impressive. But anyway. Um, they go back, and they're just talking about how they kick the shit out of each other. And <laughs> Betty and Veronica are just like, they don't have a scratch on them. What? That's the twist. How great. Yeah. There is a giant burger virtual reality at some point. Now. That's a different... That's a different virtual we'll reality. We'll hit that machine. in a future and fantabulous a... constipulation. Contrabulation. Constantinople. <laughs> Not Istanbul. It's Constantinople. <laughs> Contrabulation? You got it. Dilton Doily's Fantabulous Contrabulations. Nice. I'm giving a thumbs up right no, now to the microphone. There we go. Um, and so the next contrabulation I have is the remote control bowling ball. Um, do you remember this one? I, I do. There's a lot of bowling Doesn't ball inventions. Doesn't it talk? No, that's a different oh, one. Oh, God. <laughs> Dilton well, likes I, doing stuff with bowling can balls. Can I interject with my favorite ever Dilton invention? Please do. Which is the uh, is no rain forum? spray. Oh, my God. I forgot we'll about We'll have that. to do a real deep dive with the comic itself. But mm. just from memory, Dilton gives Betty and Veronica his uh, yeah. rain away spray like that prevents them from having rain fall on them. They become hydrophobic, which is... Worrying sweat-wise, but... Yeah, not sure about the implications of that long-term, but he uh, sprays it on them, and they walk all over town in the rainstorm, and they don't get wet. Yeah, Shocking and amazing every every <laughs> member of the town. They're just, like, strolling down the street <laughs> and in, like, shorts and t-shirts. find out the uh, downside of that when they try to take showers, and... and they... Come it back won't and they're wear all off stinky. for a week or something. Two weeks, I think. Yeah. They come back and they're all stinky, and Dilton's like, ah. And they throw them in the pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I always love, you know, when the girls team up and Honestly. hurt people. Yeah, it is really satisfying to see. That's, I, I appreciate that contribution contribution to the contribution. Yeah. So please go on yeah. with the bowling ball. The remote control bowling ball. One this of is not many the talking mo- one. <laughs> bowling balls. I think that one's just a remote or like a radio. Oh, you put isn't a really that a tiny, Reggie thing? Yeah, it's Reggie. I and think Reggie Dilton. does that to fuck with someone. So funny you mentioned that. <laughs> is this also this a Reggie? This is also a Reggie. <laughs> a awesome. Reggie involved with the contrabulation. Good, good. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory, honestly. I it's a... Dilton just is down to go along with all this shit. Well, here's the twist in this oh, one. No. It comes early. Uh, so Dil- uh, Reggie just shows up to Dilton's lab. Dilton's only in it for like the first few and the first last panels, like the last few panels, oh. um, first last, first few and the last few yeah. uh, panels, and Dilton, or Reggie shows up, and Dilton shows him this remote control bowling ball, mm-hmm. he's like, huh. he does that, you know, thinking, or, yeah, where Reggie he, like, face. touches his teeth, and he, like, grins evilly, yeah, yeah that one, um, and then Dilton's just like, we'll have to post that in the Instagram, yeah, Dilton's just like, well, I gotta go, <laughs> 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 he can leave, uh, and so Reggie steals the bowling ball, yes, 
Um, and he goes to the bowling alley where the rest of the gang is hanging out. Is there some kind of competition happening Not with a really. big cash prize? He's no? just using it to make Archie look bad. Ah. So what he does is he, like... It's a prize all on its own. Yeah. He, he, he throws real good and he's like, let me... So, Arch, if you just do this weird-looking throw, uh, you'll get a strike every time. And he gives the bowl to Archie, and he does it, and he gets a strike for him. He's like, wow, you're right! (laughs) Of Um, course he is. (laughs) And then Archie's like, Betty Veronica, look at this! And then Reggie makes him fuck it up. So they're just Mm -hmm. like, Archie, (laughs) what? You You dummy. dummy. Yeah. And so Reggie, I like to mention, too, he has the remote control in his uh, His shirt shirt pocket the whole time. And so when he bowls, he's just got one hand fiddling. And I don't know how he controls this thing like that. But... He's like bowling with one hand and holding his spine, like chest <laughs> yeah, like, with the yeah. other. And so like every time you see him bowl, you can also see his little hand drawn up there. Oh my God. I noticed that. I was like, that's a detail, but why? And then basically Moose, or Reggie is, like does another good throw and Moose is like, oh, dog, good job. And he... Slaps him on the chest. Oh, no, it knocks and it, the remote out of his No, pocket. he just breaks it, so he can't control. But not only does he not get control... He loses control of the ball, but the ball starts going haywire. Oh, so God. It starts bouncing for some reason all over the fucking bowling alley, including off of Moose's head. Oh, my God. And then shatters part of the ceiling. So Moose is dead now. Apparently. And then Dilton, and then it cuts a hard cut to Dilton getting back to the uh, lab. Bowling ball is gone. And then he looks and he sees Reggie getting chased out of town by a mob. And that's how it ends. Does he realize at that point? Or is he, uh... I don't know. I think he's just like, always getting into trouble, that Reggie. Something like that. But there you go. You've got the opposite ends of the spectrum. And it is slightly different because for that one, it was Reggie misusing a fantastic con- or fantabulous contrabulation. I don't know what the uh, proper use of a automated bowling ball is. Yeah, honestly, I cannot imagine what you would use that for. Yeah. Like, it, it's cheating either way you do <laughs> yeah. it. Like, you'd never be able to. Everyone, as soon as they find out, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay, you just used a remote control. Yeah, you were not good at bowling. Also, that's a different skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine how a remote control bowling ball works. How <laughs> it's so much easier than, like... Just bowling. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. But there you go. There's Dilton Doily's Fantabulous Contrabulations. I am so excited to our next segment of that. Yes. It, it, it's going to be a recurring There's so much segment. we can pull from. I know. So I, that many was like, years of... Poorly thought out inventions. Two of many. I remember there's, I'll just to tease a little bit, there's a Christmas tree that decorates itself oh, at some point. You know, with oh, weird robotic I do you remember arms. the weird robot arms. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's least favorite part about Christmas, decorating the tree. Yeah, everyone hates that. Getting yeah. together, listening to music, Oh, snacks. doesn't he also make a shovel that melts? Oh, the, yeah. yeah. A, like, laser shovel that just melts <laughs> the snow. Yep. We'll have to save these for future. We don't want to yeah, give too much well, away. Yeah, we got to uh, uh, rein back a little bit on that. Yes. But there we go. Um, Perfect. And I believe you have something coming up next. Yes. So yeah. first, we did not actually talk about Leroy. Yes. Which we teased in a previous episode and then failed to episodes. deliver on. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to go over Veronica's bratty cousin Leroy. Real he quick. doesn't show up much. 
Um, he's quite a bit younger, right? Yeah, he's little Jinx age, I would say. Yeah, I, um, I feel like he's maybe got like a year or two on little Jinx. Maybe he's ten. She's ten like right. seven or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so he's around the age of the Lils. He's got a weird ass haircut. Got a weird haircut. He often wears like little shorts and a bow tie. Yeah, he's got some knickerbockers going on. Yeah, it's, because uh, of course he's a lodge, so yeah. he's a very rich boy. And it's a throwback, which is yeah, bow tie Reading is often from uh, a Wikipedia page here. <laughs> describes Leroy Lodge as Veronica's young cousin who is apparently in elementary school, which is a another Wikipedia link I can click if I need to learn what elementary school is. I mean, He's yeah. something of a troublemaker and prankster, making him resemble a younger version of Reggie. Uh, it's been a minor but consistently recurring character <laughs> since the 1940s. Jesus. Uh, one significant role was in Archie's RC Racers. What the fuck? Where he was mainly added to give Reggie's team a sixth member. <laughs> so we need to get a get a copy of that Red, at some was point. Was Archie's RC Racers? Archie's RC Racers. In that series, oh he God. often gave the reader tips on how to operate and maintain a remote-controlled vehicle. Which really plays right into your remote-controlled bowling ball we That's just That's a nice little about. segment or segue there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Maybe just as Leroy. a little aside, apparently Veronica has another cousin. She has a few cousins, I think. Marcy McDermott, who okay. is nerdy oh. <laughs> and debuted in the early 2000s. I like how in the early 2000s they choose to name this young girl Marcy. Yeah, what the she hell? She's a Peanuts character. <laughs> uh, she's a fan she of science fiction and enjoys comic book conventions and space trek. Oh, very good. Veronica is indifferent towards her lifestyle. That's harsh. Veron um, but Marcy still hangs, hangs around and sometimes works as Veronica's assistant. Oh, that's a nice inclusion there. Yeah. You can She's hang around. She's a freshman and at Riverdale High. Her glasses' oddly shaped frames reflect her fondness for science fiction. Wait, what? Are they stars? I don't know. Um, her mother is Veronica's single Aunt Elsie. Okay. In one story, Marcy eventually got a stepfamily when Elsie married widower Max Wells, who unfortunately for what? Veronica was the father of her new boyfriend Brian, oh, making no. them now cousins. Oh no! So, I'm just gonna... This Wikipedia entry on Marcy McDermott is a full sentence longer than the one on Leroy Lodge. Who has appeared far more times yeah. in the series of the comics. I feel like there's a lot to go... Because I remember a few... Like, even without looking at him, there's a really good Leroy issue or comic where he uh, puts green suntan and Veronica... Yep. Or green dye in Veronica's suntan. Yes. Which she gets very upset about. I don't think about. he did that. I think he was doing pranks oh, all day. Oh, he did it to Archie. And then he said he called Smithers fat. And yes. then Smithers put dye in Veronica's, and, and then Veronica Leroy. sent Leroy home, and then Smithers and is like, I got you, you fuck. Smithers doing his maniacal laugh. Yes. Smithers, who is, um, of course, the butler at the yes. Lodge household. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Smithers yet. Uh, according to the same Wikipedia page, Hubert H. Smithers is the what? portly and balding butler to the Lodge mansion. That's... Accurate, yeah. A running gag is how Archie annoys Smithers as much as he annoys Mr. Lodge. They also kind of get along sometimes, which is weird. D despite his frustration with Archie's clumsiness, he remains faithful to the Lodges. Wait. 
That doesn't make sense. Those aren't... That's not a despite. Those are different things. I feel like you would remain faithful to the lodges by being frustrated yes. with Archie's clumsiness. Um, Smithers shares a hatred of Archie with Mr. Lodge. Isn't that so... the same thing it just said? Or was that a new sentence? No, I said that oh, so oh. out of my brain. I see. I'm sorry. That's I thought you were reading the next page. sentence. And I'm like, wow. No. Okay. Um, in older comics, he was referred to as Jeeves or Jenkins. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one little Archie story, Mr. Lodge told how he and Smithers were childhood friends, and Smithers Sr. was the family butler, which is also a weird thing. That is kind of weird. You're my friend, and now you're my servant. They are really chummy, though. Like, yeah. they do hang out, and, like, they know each other really well. He so does appear in the TV series, according to this. In Riverdale? Yes. Sure. He works as a doorman in a luxury apartment building. What? Owned by Hermione Lodge and is still loyal to Hermione and Veronica Lodge. I always I don't know what that means Hermione. because I have not watched that show yet. Yeah. It's don't still worry, loyal. listeners, that's gonna come up uh, on a, a different sub series we're yeah, gonna do. We're gonna We'll be in our mainstream, but we'll be getting there. Yeah. We'll talk about it when it gets closer. It's a deep well of Archie based uh, T V shows that yeah. we can we can watch. Including with you. the cartoon Archie from 60s. The old Sabrina, the new Sabrina. Oh, yeah. A variety of movies based off of Archie's. Some live action. Yes. The Return to Riverdale, oh, I remember, yeah. from the 80s? 90s? 90s sounds right. Yeah. Yes. That was the live action one, right? Mm-hmm. Oof. It's weird. It's very parody-ish. Interesting. Um, I don't think I've actually seen it. I remember renting it at a video store with Dad. I Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Another brief corrections corner is that our mom also did read comics growing up yes. and wanted us to share that with you. Yes, she wanted that to be made clear. She read Betty and Veronica. Yes. And I agree that those are often much better than the Archie comics. Very true. Because it's less, I don't know. Objectifying women? Like, definitely less of that. Yeah. But also, I feel like Archie just runs into stuff all the time. And it's not that funny when, like, the same joke in every comic is that he, like, dropped all the band equipment. Oh, right. Or, like, kicked over Mr. Lodge's, like, Ming vase. With Betty and Veronica, they usually actually have pretty interesting stories. Remember yeah. the one where they go back in time on a train? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, they get on a... Or go in a diner they or something. They get some tickets from... Betty gets tickets from somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if Veronica went with her. No, I'm thinking of... There's two different oh ones. Oh, my God. There's the one where Betty goes back in time to the Civil War by going to that diner. No, there's one where she gets on a train to there go to the Wild one. West thing. And she meets her great-grandma or something. She meets I don't know. Archie, like, his great-grandfather, <laughs> who's just Archie, but with a country accent. And, like, a mustache, I think. Oh, maybe. I do know there's one where... Veronica and Betty go to the past together yeah. via a train, I think. We're just going to have to get... We're going to have to do some episodes about the weird spin-offs. There's also a time police thing that keeps factoring into some of the Archie comics that we'll have to get into at Yeah, some point. I've seen that thrown around a few times. Yeah, that probably comes into play with, like, Captain Pureheart or whatever it is, which is Archie's <laughs> super alter ego, yes. uh, superhero alter ego. Yeah. So, as we're scrolling through Wikipedia here, mm -hmm. um, there is a, a Wikipedia page called List of Archie Comics Characters. Oh, okay. And it is extensive. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> it includes 
Um, all major characters with links to their individual Wikipedia pages. Oh my god. But also major recurring characters, some of which also include links. This includes Professor Elmer Benjamin Flute Snoot. I never knew his first name. Who does have his own page. Okay. Coach okay. Cleats. Uh, Coach Harry originally Floyd Clayton. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I like... I like But it also that. includes um, Superintendent... Herkimer Hassel, who is the uh, superintendent of the local Hassel. school district. Isn't he have a mustache and he's angry all the time? I, are you thinking of <laughs> superintendent from The Simpsons? No, he doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> superintendent <laughs> Chalmers. I know time. who Superintendent Chalmers is, Megan. Yes. Um, Aurora Borea. <laughs> At this time Skinner. of year, manifesting entirely in your kitchen. All right, our sound waves are off the charts here. Um, But let's move on to some of the minor characters. Yes, please. Including Miss Crouton. What? You want to take a guess as to her role? Um, she's a salad chef. She is the school's home economics teacher. Oh, I did not know they had one. Uh, Also, Mr. Crosscut. Um, a... Barber. He's sometimes referred to as Mr. Wood. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a porn star. No, okay. Uh, that would be surly, sarcastic chef teacher okay. with a perpetual scowl on his chiseled face. Oh. He has not been seen since the 1980s. <laughs> he just disappeared. Which is a weird way to phrase that Wikipedia it because is. it implies that he. Dead I like missing. to imagine that he disappeared into one of the many swamps that Riverdale has. One day, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Crosscut just wandered off into the bog yes. and was just never seen again. Uh, here's still Mr. Stanger, uh, the new principal of Riverdale High, following Mr. Weatherby's forced early retirement. What? Wait, I think I remember that one. And then the gang has to like rally to save his job because Mr. Stanger's like a really bad principal or something. He's yeah. just mean. He's actually a good principal, so they don't like <laughs> yeah. it. There's also a sentence here at the end of that section that says other short-lived recurring teachers include Miss Ms. Shapley. Oh, God. I think Substitute I teacher, 1970s and 1980s. Was that the one when they talk about She's the women's just women? hot. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one. Mm-hmm. The men gather and they're like, down with the women's limb. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with the women being like, we should be subservient to men. So scrolling down here, we've got some auxiliary members of Archie's gang. Okay. There's quite a number there. I include <laughs> Ambrose. Ambrose. Oh, God. Yes. Cricket Odell. Oh, God, Cricket Odell. Can well, we talk about Cricket Odell for a <laughs> yes. second? Because she oddly recurs. She's described here as a pert, friendly girl with an amazing talent. I hate the word pert. She's able to smell money. That's her thing, right? So that's, let's talk about that. (laughs) Because (laughs) the the only time Cricket Odell shows up is because they need to sniff out money or anything valuable. Because it's not just money. There's one where the plot line is that she can tell jewels are fake because yes, she's like, they're glass. Yes, it does say money or monetary values. There we go. Her nose can determine whether treasure is genuine or not. Everything has monetary value, technically, so is she just going wild all the time? Yeah, I guess. Her debut suggests Ugh. that Mr. Lodge also has this unusual ability and is quite disappointed in Veronica for the lack of it. What the fuck? What? 
I mean... In this story, she could not only smell money, but she was in love with it. That's And just... would fall in love with any boy who had money. Oh my god. Wow. That just turned also Mr. Lodge into Mr. Fucking Kratz. Like, <laughs> yeah. angry, money-sniffing rich boy who doesn't like the poor boys. Like, <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Um... That's so yeah, she's a strange Adele. character. Yeah. Let's move on from her. Uh, Ambrose Pibbs is just a boy with a big nose. And a big hat. And is in the Lil Archie series along with Fangs Fogarty, mm-hmm. who's also listed here. Um, oh boy. That's about his characterization. I just remember... Apparently Lil Archie took pride in bullying and exploiting him. Without ever letting him join the gang. Oh. Weird. I do remember that. Yeah. That Archie was pretty shitty, shitty Archie. little Ambrose. Like, he made him do shit for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was a rough... Yeah. Well, we have Bridget Riley, who okay. is the one girl that oh, doesn't right. have the same body type as right. every other girl. She's got a really good singing voice, I remember. Yes. She's yeah. a singer. Um, when She's the Spice a... Girls were popular, she formed a group with Betty and Veronica called the Sassy Girls. Oh, I remember that! She's also been known to date Dilton Doily. What? Which makes sense, because, you know, as the heavier girl, she can't <laughs> date any of the hot boys. Clearly. She's gotta date Dilton. I think her and Dilton are the end of the diversity for uh, Riverdale's body types, honestly. In the yeah. teens, at least. And then, it, scroll a little further down, yes. and there's a section called other teenagers and that What's includes that they're all divided by era oh, in the 1940s whoa. to early 1960s okay there was uh cora a brown-haired girl who appeared only in single-page comic strips in the 1960s cool debbie and dilly dalton what identical blonde twins both pursued jughead but enjoyed sharing him oh that's weird and my personal favorite Ida. Can you spell that for me? I can. It is E-Y-E hyphen D-A. Oh. And she is described as a student with one enormous eye where a head should be. My God. She appeared at least twice in the late 1950s. At least. (laughs) Usually as only an unexpected visual punchline at the end of a typical story featuring Betty and Veronica. However, she became a significant character many years later in one incarnation of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. When Sabrina and her aunts moved to Greystone Heights, a city inhabited by witches, ghosts, and monsters, Ida and an invisible girl named Clara Glass become Sabrina's best friends. Daughter of Ira Glass. (laughs) I do actually remember her from the Sabrina comics. Because every now and then an Archie Digest will include, like, Sabrina one-offs in it. And I remember her and this invisible girl. Didn't they? They did like a. They they Sabrina changed and Clara switched around. They what? did a body swap spell where they I were like, "You have it so easy." No, you have it so easy. What? And then they switched bodies with magic, okay. and then the punchline, of course, of every time you switch bodies with magic is that you realize the other person also has a heart. Yeah. And then. Um, the gag at the end of that is uh, Ida, giant eye for a head girl, being like, wow, you both have it easier than me. Oh my god. And then, um, there, there's also 
In the same era. Yes. UGAJ. Wait. United you... Girls Against Jughead. I do remember that. A group of girls in a union dedicated to make Jughead start liking girls, lest other oh. boys follow his lead. Um, this was <laughs> followed <laughs> in the, the 1960s. Trula Twist's induction introduction brought JUST, Jughead Under Surveillance Team, which is a similar group. Um, Can I just real quick? Yeah. I was trying to find pictures of the Sabrina era Ida to see if they changed yeah. the design at all. Because I felt like they maybe like made her mm-hmm. slightly more human looking. Uh, they, I don't think they did. No. I also found that we'll post on our Instagram a deviant yes. art oh, uh, no. drawing of Ida <laughs> that I'd like to show you now. Oh, I see. They've given her some large breasts. Yes, very well painted <laughs> large breasts. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's some, pretty rough. Someone's kink. Yeah, I guess. Um, I I'm really questioning the fact that multiple groups have been formed about making Jughead like girls. Why would they want him to if he clearly doesn't want to? And this is why we really need to hit on it again, that Jughead is clearly an asexual character. Except for the weird times that he does get interested. Except for, like, when they decide to force him to not be. Like, when they made fucking Velma like Shaggy in Scooby-Doo because everyone knows she's a lesbian. Right. I also want to say, too, that the only time he does show interest in any girls, it's usually because their dad owns, like, a butcher shop or something. Yeah. <laughs> or they're really good but at baking. sometimes it just ends with him being like, actually, we're friends. Yeah. Which is cool. It is. Like, Archie's got actually kind of good representation with Jughead being a character that has friends that are men and women. Yeah. And not being romantically interested in any of them. Except sometimes they're like, well, this is abnormal. We need to force him to be interested in people. Yeah. Let's form a society based around that. Yeah. There's a really great one with Jughead, I remember, uh, where he goes to, like, a bakery, and every day the girl who works there goes to high school with him. She, like, Mm -hmm. sets aside some biscuits for him or something. Um, But he goes there, and uh, her mom tells Jughead that, like, oh, no, she's on football team now. She took all those treats to the football team. And so... Jughead comes up with the idea that if he joins the football team as a cheerleader, he'll he'll get the treats. And it actually turns into a really great comic where at the end, the, like, reporter for, like, the, uh, I think the Riverdale News or whatever, Mm -hmm. Riverdale newspaper, runs in with, like, I've got a great picture for the front page. It's the star quarterback carrying a cheerleader. And, like... The guy's like, oh, we've seen it before. Yeah. And then the guy's like, not this type one. And it's Jughead getting carried by this girl. And it's a really nice, like, that is twist. I, I love that issue. I was like, wow, this is They can occasionally be better about things. They really, yeah. They, Archie gets into a weird area, and here we are talking about Archie morality again at the end of the it's episode. True. That might just but, be our thing. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to close out with a brief, brief discussion of morality yeah. in Riverdale. But I remember one episode we'll have to dig up where our Jughead goes undercover with the punk kids for a newspaper article he's writing. I don't remember And he this. disguises himself as a punk, and Archie's really concerned about why Jughead is suddenly a punk. Yeah. And, um, and the, the takeaway is that they're just like you and me, except they dress <laughs> different and dance different. It's pretty nice, honestly. Which isn't terrible. Yeah. It's kind of terrible how much time Archie spends trying to rescue Jughead. Right. From, I guess, being a punk. 
which is I terrible. Guess which implies. Well, when do you know when that one was roughly? Like what era? I remember like... reading it in like the you know two early two thousands, late nineties. So it was probably like it could have been eighties, seventies. Yeah. Which. Um. Probably it was part of that like uh, uh, satanic panic. Yeah, thing, maybe for sure. sort of toward the end of it there. And also like the whole like weird drug. I feel like issue if we were actually in the Archie satanic panic era though, it would have been more uh D. <laughs> it would have been more like actually they are evil and not like It's true, yeah. They're actually human. So it probably makes sense that it was after that. That's a good like, point. Archie's still reacting. Hey, actually though. Based off of past. Just because people look different doesn't mean they're terrible. Can be surprisingly woke sometimes. Yeah, they do have a history of introducing characters earlier than a commonly introduced. Media, yeah. I know they introduced Chuck and Nancy. Yeah. Uh, the first black characters pretty early on. Uh, it was like seventy-four-ish, something like that. Yeah. Um, we'll dates on that next time. Yeah, and then there was—I I think they eventually added what, Frankie Valdez, was it? Yeah. Or something, a, I think a Latinx so. uh, character mm-hmm. who's very cool. And then Kevin Keller, of course. Yep, the who, first gay character. Who actually was the first... He had the first gay marriage in a comic book. That's so cool. He did beat out that Marvel marriage that happened. Oh, yeah. I remember that was, like, the first superhero gay marriage that happened. And yeah. they were like, why is that weird distinction <laughs> being made? Right. Kevin Keller. He beat him out. Beat and then him there out. was that Arthur episode recently with a... It was, like, first children's cartoon with a gay marriage oh really yeah i didn't hear about arthur that arthur the aardvark had an episode where uh gay, arthur the aardvark was still on yeah what yeah i had no idea we can talk about that maybe we should do an arthur episode <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be fun because of his early first in like uh incarnation with his when he had the aardvark yeah. snout anyway um but yeah <laughs> arthur the, the aardvark archie the aardvark He's i don't think that's the thing we should make that a thing someone send us your fan art Please. of archie oh, the aardvark god yes i would love that and what betty would be a bunny and then veronica be would be a cat jughead would be buster come on the bunny uh-huh. and then i guess i don't know dw that wouldn't exist because archie doesn't have siblings doesn't he? No. Is he always an only He's child? always an only child, as far as I can tell. Yeah. He has a grandpa in that first one. Like a super manly know, grandpa um, that oh, never yeah. appears again. And then there's some... He's like two panels. Jughead's little sister and Jelly Betty's Bean. older siblings. Chick and... Polly. Polly, yeah. Um, Who we've talked about. We didn't talk about Jellybean much, but we'll have to do that in another yeah. time. Um, she's pretty dope, though, honestly. I love Jellybean as a character. Yeah, she's a weird... Baby-ish. She she's does like, like a toddler, the but talk she doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think we can actually probably call it there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this has been awesome. We got into some great stuff. I was some hoping to get fantabulous, you know, consternation. <laughs> fantabulous confabulations. Um, there's a few things that we didn't get to touch on. Maybe. Uh, I was hoping to get a visit from Archie this time. I don't know, maybe. Oh he'll... yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be able to drop in today. Uh, he might oh, be. Oh hi busy. guys! Oh Archie, you made oh, it. Oh, you done recording already? Oh no. Well, we always have time for you, buddy. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that, friends. How, how's it go? Megan always seems to leave when you get here. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I don't know oh, why you would are. say that, Ezra. Anyway, yeah, well... that was really rude, Ezra. <laughs> you big jerk. Well, hey. <laughs> Hugs me off. <laughs> now, that Archie. Like a it's really fine. Thing, Archie. <laughs> What are you implying? I don't know what that word 
beans. You are too pure for this. I'm earth, a celibate boy. <laughs> Except for Archie, that's right? a weird thing to get into right now. We, we do. <laughs> we just talked about morality and how you guys aren't always terrible. Well, I think we aren't. You aren't what? Terrible? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I'm Archie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Archie. Are you saying are you abstinence till you die? Where are you going, Archie? Did you just break a hole in the ceiling? I think you can only enter and exit <laughs> via the ceiling. He's just the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, but the ceiling version. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that was a nice little visit, though. It got kind of weird. Yeah, it did get a little weird. He's a weird guy, though. It's fair. Yeah. Oh, well. Because he's got that checkerboard on his head. Yeah. He's got a little, little like, gremlins He probably does have head. some serious, like, brain trauma from all these years of, uh... He has been falling down things for eight Things years. falling on his head and... Football injuries. Lots of those. He's definitely been carried off the field on a stretcher like a bunch of times. Is that a normal thing in high school football? Don't you're asking the wrong guy. (laughs) I I went to two football games in my high school career, Hmm. and I didn't watch them. All right, listeners, write in and tell us if it's normal (laughs) for high school children to be carried off the the football field in stretchers. Yeah. And if you hate Archie's visits, you should also tell us. Yes. If you've been carried off the football field in Send us a picture of you surrounded by cheerleaders, because that's what happens, right? Right. When you're carried off the football field. That was my high school experience as a football player. Yeah. I didn't play football. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. I just needed to make that clarification. Yes. All right. Well, this was great game. We'll see y'all at the chocolate shop. See you at the chocolate shop. Archie! (laughs) Archie! (laughs) You rascal.